Another disappointing loss for Maryland basketball. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make over every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. The Terps seem to always disappoint us in football, in basketball, whatever sport it is. I feel like for the longest time, Maryland sports seem to disappoint you in different moments throughout the season or all throughout the season. And it didn't change this year for me. I think Maryland football disappointed us. I think Maryland basketball disappointed us in a lot of ways. Football right now, honestly, had a much better season in all than basketball did. I'm sure we'll compare it in its full entirety of the season when basketball season is over. But Maryland football definitely disappointed us some this year, including a loss to Northwestern, a loss to Illinois, two teams we never should have lost to, terrible losses for Maryland football, especially that Northwestern loss. I remember we definitely 100% should have won that game and that Illinois game. Maryland sports never seem to disappoint disappointing us. They never seem to disappoint disappointing us. It seems like it's a given. It seems like no matter what's going to happen, Maryland athletics are going to disappoint us. Basketball, football, I don't care. Maryland sports are going to disappoint you. A loss to Northwestern this year for Maryland basketball, a game we should have lost, a loss to UAB, a loss to Davidson. We got blown out by Villanova. We were a preseason top three team in the Big Ten, a really solid league the Big Ten is with really great programs this year like Illinois, like Michigan State, like Wisconsin, like all these really solid programs. We were picked to be top three preseason in the Big Ten. That means they expected us easily to get a March Madness bid. They thought that we were going to be in the big dance, that we were going to be dancing in March, and that we were going to be a top 25 team. If you're top three in the Big Ten, you're probably a top 25, top 20 team in the country for sure, maybe even like a top 15-ish team. They expected us to be that good. But one thing I have learned is that Maryland sports are going to disappoint you. As soon as you think you got something going, Maryland football started 5-0, looked really solid, and then they'll lose a horrible game to Northwestern, like I said, or they'll be in it the whole time against Ohio State, and you should have a first-half lead that you're up by maybe seven points, but you know it's instead a tie game going into the half. It just seems like things don't quite go our way overall. And I do want to say this. Maryland football did finish the year out well and did do some really good things, including giving Michigan one of its biggest tests of the season and beating an SEC team like Auburn. My biggest point of this is that Maryland basketball has disappointed heavily this year, and Maryland 
sports and all seem to disappoint at times. As you guys know, we lost to Michigan State last night, 61-59 to at home. We never lose at home. Michigan State team, that was on the ropes. This Michigan State team hasn't been amazing this year. They were kind of a similar spot as us, if you kind of think about it. They came in as a preseason, not top three in the Big Ten. They were like number four in, in the preseason polls and just the top 25 in the whole entire country. And they suffered that horrible loss to JMU. And then they've kind of struggled and been up and down ever since a little bit. But they've definitely got on their horse. They've definitely picked it up and look like they have found their identity. They have found who they are. And they are going to figure out how to be able to win games like they did last afternoon at 12 o'clock on Sunday against us. But it is kind of similar to us. We weren't ranked as high as Michigan State, but we were still ranked high, and we did a similar type of thing. We lost early on in the Asheville Championship, two games, UAB and Davidson. We got crushed by Villanova. We had a horrible start to the season, and we were really only beating the teams that we should be overall, the, the teams that, you know, the non-Power 5 type of teams. But now we're kind of going in opposite directions. After the Illinois loss, I thought maybe we can get oh maybe we can get on track. Maybe we figured things out, but I don't know. And it looks like Michigan State, they they have figured things out. So it looks like we started off the same way. Two teams that came in to the year heavily kind of talented and a lot of people thought a lot of both of these type of teams, Michigan State and Maryland, and both teams go in Similar directions at the start and start horrible and start slow, but one team is starting to figure out and I think is going to make a push to the tournament. And it doesn't surprise me that it's not Maryland. It doesn't surprise me that it's not Maryland. And I don't even think Michigan State necessarily is that much better than us. I do like some of their pieces a little bit better on offense, the side of the ball, a little bit better than us. But overall, that game definitely could have gone either way way the really biggest difference right now is programs like Michigan State they figure it out they don't usually disappoint I mean sure Michigan State has had a bad season here but programs like that with coaches like Tom Izzo they just don't disappoint even if they have a bad start to season even if they suffer a bad loss even if they lose early on they still are going to probably most of the time 90 percent of the time are going to figure things out They know their talent. They know who they have. And like I said, I don't think Michigan State necessarily is that much more talented than us. I do like some of their offensive pieces a little bit better. But when they have a coach like that, a program like that, a track record like that, Tom Izzo is going to figure it out. And that's that's what happens against a team like Maryland, where Kevin Willard, I think, is a solid coach. I don't I'm not on the fire Kevin Willard train. I'm not on that. But programs like Michigan State are able to do it at a different level. They are going to figure out how to win these games by one point or two points on the road against Maryland, a game that you can't drop overall. They're going to figure out how to win those type of games. They're going to figure out things that they have to change. They're not going to be afraid to make changes. And I'll talk about changes that Maryland basketball, I think, should make a little bit later. But programs and coaches like that, they just tend to know what they're doing and able to, at the end of the day, figure things out. Think about Alabama football last year. For the first quarter, or I guess you would still say that's this year, for the first like quarter to third of the season, they didn't even know who the 
quarterback was. They thought it was Jalen Milrow, and then things change, and one day they started their backup, Ty Simpson or Buckner or whatever it was. And Nick Saban still at the end of the day figured out how to get that Alabama team that took an early loss to Texas that maybe a lot of people thought was his best coaching job. A lot of people said this team isn't very good. They didn't know who their quarterback was. Jalen Milrow got benched. And they figured out how to make Jalen Milrow into one of those guys that everyone's talking about. People think he can win the Heisman next year. Nick Saban was able to do that. And obviously he's retired. But great coaches, great programs, they figure it out. They don't make excuses. He figured out how to beat Georgia, who still – Georgia might have been the best team in college football last year. I don't know. They might have been better than Michigan. And I know a lot of people are going to say that's wrong, but that Georgia team could have beat in Michigan. I don't, I'm not even sure on a neutral site they're not a favored against that Michigan Wolverines team. But they figured out how to beat Georgia in the SEC championship and still find a way to wiggle themselves into the college football playoff after having quarterback controversy early on, after suffering a loss to Texas, after a lot of people saying it's one of his worst rosters, which I don't know, there's still a ton of NFL talent on that team. But great coaches like Nick Saban, like Tom Izzo, great programs, they figure it out. Program like Maryland, where we used to have a really solid track record, we still have a lot of history in basketball. But at this point, it's just not there anymore. And we're just not able to figure out how to win these type of games. We're just not. I'll talk about that a a little bit later on as well. But we just can't figure it out. We don't know how to win these type of games. And we we just can't figure it out. And my point is... Maryland football, Maryland basketball, they disappoint. They're going to disappoint. And no, I don't expect us to be Alabama football. I don't expect us to be Duke basketball. That's not what I expect. But I expect us to not make the same mistakes over and over again, do the same things over and over again, and expect a different result. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. The thing that I'm seeing that hasn't changed, that is a clear elephant in the room, that I think Maryland basketball has to fix. But one thing's for sure, the great programs, they seem to figure things out. A program like Michigan State, who's not that much more talented than us. I mean, they have a similar problem that we have. They're pretty dependent on that kid Walker, but they figured out how to become more balanced as the season come on. We're still way too dependent on Jameer Young. It's a disappointing loss. It's another disappointing loss. It's definitely a disappointing year. But teams like Michigan State, they turn up. Okay, it's a first-half disappointing year to, okay, we still are in the race for this tournament. We're still in the race for March. Maryland, oh, it's a disappointing start to the year. Oh, we beat Illinois? Oh, never mind. It's not going to go that type of way. We're not going to make a push for the tournament. Great programs figure it out. Great coaches figure it out. Decent programs, they usually don't. They usually don't figure it out in these type of cases overall, but Maryland basketball clearly needs to make a change, and I've been waiting for it, and I'll tell you the change they need to make after this ad from FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays. Find the bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. 
FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. The Terps, I am waiting for this change to be made, and they still have not made it. There's a saying that everybody basically knows. It's a pretty popular saying. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But right now, we are broke, and we have not fixed it at all. We haven't made a single change. We haven't done it much differently. It looks basically like the same type of game every single game. It just kind of looks like we're repeating, we're repeating. And sometimes we get lucky and we win a game. Sometimes we'll get lucky and we will upset Illinois. But that Illinois team, that Illinois win to me at this point is an outlier. It's one of those games that you get an upset here or there in college basketball and college sports and the NFL and the NBA and the MLB. Whatever it is, you get an upset once in a while. You just do in March Madness and the playoffs, NFL playoffs. You get upsets. We saw the Packers beat the Cowboys. We've seen one seeds beat 16 seeds. We have seen upsets all over. And that's what I take away from the Illinois loss. At first, I thought, okay, I thought we were figuring things out. I thought Kevin Willard was figuring things out. I thought this team maybe could make a late push in March. I said the season's not over. Terp fans were excited. I thought things were going to be different. I thought things could be changed. But overall, that's not what that Illinois win was at this point. That was an outlier. And it's pretty clear the teams that we have beat, it's pretty clear that that Illinois team beating them was just something that was an upset. It's an outlier. It's something that happens in sports. It's I'm not taking it as much more than that. It was a Jameer Young crazy performance where he goes for 36, and he was the Big Ten Player of the Week, and he does what Jameer Young has done all season. But around that, besides that, I'm not taking much away from that Illinois win anymore because we beat Michigan before that, and we beat Penn State in the Big Ten. None of those wins are doing it really for me. None of those wins are anything to write home about, and we're right back at the bottom of the Big Ten. There's nothing that... I have looked at from these wins to say that things are going to be different. Jameer Young, for sure, is one thing that has carried us to some of those wins with that 36-point game against Illinois. Great game against Penn State as well. He didn't do anything crazy against Michigan. But there's a clear change in the starting lineup that it has been broke for a while now for the Maryland basketball program. And it is time to make a It's time to make a change. You cannot keep trying to build the house again, build the house again, build the house again, and it continues to fall down. You can't keep building it the same way. And I think that a lot of fans kind of see this. I think a lot of fans know this. But Deshaun Harris-Smith, the talented freshman out of the DMV area, Mr. Basketball in the state of Virginia, blue-chip prospect, one of the best prospects we've had in a while, one of the better Maryland recruits really ever, I guess you could say. He's not ready for that starting role. He's not ready to play the amount of minutes that he is playing. He's not developed well enough at this point to be getting the time that he's getting. And this is a trend that I've talked about before, but it still hasn't changed. I'd be surprised if the next couple of games, it doesn't change. And there's kind of two sides to look at this. You could say he definitely should be out of the starting lineup. I think if the goal is winning, which at this point in the season, I don't know how much winning can help. I don't really see us getting a bid in March. But if the goal is winning, 
then there's no reason I don't think Jahari Long shouldn't start. I think Jahari Long should be in the starting lineup. It's an obvious change, in my opinion. It's a clear change. I think Deshaun Harris-Smith should still play, but I think he should come off the bench. I want to see Deshaun Harris-Smith come off the bench. Maybe it'll take some pressure off of him. Maybe he can come in and not force things. I think just him coming off the bench could help a lot. And I think Jahari Long absolutely deserves to start because mainly a lot of it is because of what Deshaun Harris-Smith is not doing. He's continued to play a ton of minutes. He played 31 minutes. So he's playing about three-fourths of the game, which is a lot of the game. But he's hurting our team overall in terms of his shooting ability. He's got a lot of open shots that he is just missing. Played 31 minutes, went 0 for 4 from the three-point line, 2 for 7 from the field, and had five points overall. It's not like his even worse game but that shooting is just killing us right now if he can shoot one for four from the three-point line we might win that game and that's only 25 percent which isn't a great percentage to shoot from the three-point line overall but I think you have to move him off the bench he's getting open shots he's getting shots that has to go somewhere else at this point because he's just not able to make them it really comes down to that he's just not a great shooter right now he's a pretty poor shooter his shot is just not great right now and the offseason, I trust him to go in and put in a ton of work and be able to fix it and get it to a decent shot, hopefully. But right now, his three-point shooting is killing us. And then he's also turning over the ball. He had four turnovers. That kills us. Kills us absolutely. And then Jahori Long, coming off the bench, did some really good things. Nine points, and he goes three for four from the three-point line. He can handle the ball. Jahari Long is by no means an elite shooter. I've never thought of him as, like, a top-of-the-line type of shooter. But he's doing some good things shooting the ball overall in these past couple of games. He's done, he's shot the ball well at times this year. It hasn't been all the time, but he's definitely shot the ball well. He definitely can create offense, and I think he'll get more shots. And so Jahari Long goes three for four. With nine points, it goes three for four from the three-point line with only 21 minutes and zero turnovers. There's just a big difference that I think I don't I don't I think it can help Deshaun Harris Smith come off the bench. I really do. I think I think it can do a lot for him to be able to do that. I think it just takes some of the pressure off of him. I think it puts Jahari Long in a better spot. I just don't think at this point Deshaun Harris Smith should be starting. Now I also think it helps Jameer Young. Jameer Young had a pretty good game with 19, but his turnovers kind of killed us with seven. So Deshaun Harris-Smith and and, um, Jameer Young combined for 11 turnovers overall, and that's your starting backcourt. You're not going to win like that. But I think if Jahari Long enters the starting lineup, it takes pressure off of Jameer Young. And so when that takes pressure off of Jameer Young, I think Jameer Young will be able to – play a lot freer. I think he can play off ball a little bit more. I think Jahari Long will space the ball better. I think it will lead to less turnovers for Jameer Young. Now, Jameer Young is handling the ball a ton. He's creating like all of his shots, it seems like, pretty much all of them. And so he's going to turn over the ball three times a game, probably, probably about that. And you're probably going to look at it and be like, okay, that's okay. But you can't have seven. And I do think putting Jahari Long in another ball handler Another guy that can kind of just do everything, but a, at a lesser extent, can shoot, can get to the rim, can do some really good things, can really help the lineup. I think he gives us more scoring. I think he gives us more versatility. I think it just helps the lineup overall. 
But you could look at it another way, and you could say, at this point in the season, we're not going to March. We're not making the big dance. We're not talented enough. We're just not going to win enough games. And I would agree with that, and you would say, Deshaun Harris-Smith needs to develop. We need to keep him in the starting lineup. We don't want him to transfer. We need confidence from him because Jameer Young is gone next year. A lot of guys could be gone next year. And we need Deshaun Harris-Smith to find that himself, and there's no point in benching him at this point in the season. And I can kind of get on with that. It's kind of like you're tanking and you're playing the young guy, but that usually kind of happens in the NFL or the NBA. Not as much in college sports, it seems like. But I can kind of get on with both sides. But I think if you're trying to win games, I really do think Jahari Long's your best answer at that kind of shooting guard guard role next to Jameer Young overall. Maryland can't win a certain way. I will tell you about what I haven't talked about, but is a clear trend for the Maryland Terrapins. Maryland can't win close games. We absolutely cannot win a close game. I didn't realize this until I was reading an article, and we have not won close games at all this year. The Terps have been terrible in one possessions games. Take a guess what we are in one possession games this year. We're 0-5 in games decided by one possession. We don't know how to play late. We don't know how to win games late in the year. And I don't know whose fault that is. I don't know if that's just because the team's poorly constructed. I don't know if we practice enough situational stuff. Big part of practice in basketball and all sports, you're going to practice a lot of situations. Down by two in practice, up by two in practice, down by one, down by three, down by five at the end of the game. They're going to practice all those type of situational stuff. I'm almost positive 100% that they have segment in like most practices, practicing situational type of things like that. Down by two, down by three, up by two. I don't know if we don't practice it enough. I don't know if we're just not good at the end of the games. I don't know if we don't have that clutch gene. But one thing's for sure, 0-5 in games decided by one possession That's the difference right now in our season. Things get sloppy at the end of the game. I think about the Northwest. I think about the Northwestern game when Dante Scott was on Boo Booey and he goes right by him and there's no help overall. When we go up by one after Jameer Young hits that insane shot. You think about the Asheville Championship. We lose to UAB. We lose to Davidson by one possession. Both teams that we should not be losing to. There's been multiple occasions where we have lost this um, in today's game and one possession games. I think part of it is we rely on Jameer Young completely down the stretch. It's all Jameer Young down the stretch, and you want it to be Jameer Young down the stretch. That's what you want. You want it in the hands of your best player. But there's something to be said that, like, some possession, someone else has to get a bucket because it feels like – it felt like uh, what happened against Michigan State where he turned over the ball in the last play to take to potentially tie the game – and then what happened against Northwestern, he misses the pull-up jumper to tie the game. I don't think that's on him. He scored, like, he'll score, like, three, four straight times before that. And it's like, what do you want the brother to do? I think someone else has to be able to take that pressure off him. I think someone else has to make a shot. I think someone else has to come up big at the end of the games for Maryland basketball because Jameer Young can't do it all. And I think we're too dependent on that at the end of the games. But one thing for sure, we cannot win close games. 0-5 in close games. I don't know if Kevin Miller needs to do his timeouts better. I don't know. But that has to change. That has to get better. That's pretty terrible. That goes back to my point that Maryland basketball never fails to disappoint. 
And when you're watching these games, you kind of you kind of feel out the game. You have a gut feeling of what's going to happen. And my gut feeling always in these close games is I'm just waiting for Maryland to make that mistake and the other team to take advantage of it. I'm waiting for us to lose the game and for them not to even win it. I'm just waiting for that. I always have a gut feeling, even in Illinois. We beat Illinois, but I was waiting for the Illinois run, just waiting for the Illinois run, and it didn't come. Credit to Maryland. It didn't come. But I'm just waiting at the end of these close games for us to blow it, and most of the times we do, or most of the times we can't get over the hump. And that's disappointing. That goes back to my first point that Maryland athletics just have been disappointing, and 0-5 in one-possession games is just not good enough. Kevin Willard has to get better. The whole staff has to get better. Everyone has to get better. It's a horrible stat overall. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.